Praise the Lord. God bless you, everyone. This is Apostle Ivory Hopkins. I am extremely excited to have you to listen to our podcast messages. We are trusting that the Holy Spirit will bless you. We're going to take you into a message in just a few minutes. Amen. Where I feel that God is going to give you insight, revelation, and wisdom through the teachings that the Lord has given us to present before you. If you want to get up with us on our website, our website is pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. It is my pleasure and my honor to bring this anointed message to you where I am preaching and teaching under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, giving God's people insight that will strengthen their spiritual walk, build their family, and put under their feet the enemy on every level. Now sit back and enjoy this message. God bless you, my dear friend, and thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Praise God. Well, look, God bless you, soldiers. This is Apostle Ivory Hopkins, amen. I am getting ready today to come at you with a teaching that I think will be an amazing blessing to you. And the title of the message is Passive Surrender, How Demons Counterfeit God's Voice. And we call it Passive Surrender. Now, most of you know that I do deliverance and counseling sessions to those, amen, that sign up, amen, and how you are in need of it in there. Everything is online on pilgrimsministry.org. The price for the time for a 45-minute session, all that is good. On this particular podcast, amen, and I'm coming at you with this message called Passive Surrender. And I will tell you what I am about to share with you, and I'm going to go to some scriptures, amen, coming out of the book of 1 Timothy. That's the book of 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 5 for there is one god and one mediator between god and man and that man christ that is christ jesus amen for there is only one mediator between god and man that is jesus christ the righteous now let me tell you about passive surrender some of you out there may have gone through an experience and this was something in a counseling session that i was able to help an individual navigate through to give you a little bit of what happened with this person without spilling their business, which we would never do that. This particular spirit will convince an individual to surrender their will over to a leading or a voice that they think is God. Now, the outcome of this is they will reel you in like a fish. They will reel you in and you will surrender to what you feel that the Holy Spirit is doing in your life that is God, when in reality, it is not. It is a spirit that has actually set you up for it to use you, amen, and manipulate you. Now, I'm going to go to the, uh, some of the notes that I have here, amen, and you that are listening on podcast, set back and we're going to make sure that you get an understanding. Now, listen what it says here in the book of First John chapter 4, verse, verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God because many false prophets have gone out, are gone out into the world. So there are spirits that operate on the prophetic leadings. And what these demons will do is get an individual, and I'm going to come back to the share stream, and I want to give you the basis of what they will do. Number one, they will get an individual to think that they're surrendering to God when in reality they're surrendering to a demonic pull that is setting them up 
to surrender their will over to them while thinking that they're surrendering to God. Now, this was the same manifestation that happened to Eve in the garden. Eve actually thought that she was literally surrendering to God when in reality, the serpent was deceiving her into surrendering to his will. This spirit will get you to cooperate with it in order to seize your will and bind you. Now, one book that I would have suggest to every individual that deals with this type of warfare is a book called War on the Saints by Jesse Penn Lewis. Now, most of us who've been in deliverance for a while know that that is a book and that is an, uh, that is an old book, one that has a little bit seasoned to it, but it's got a lot of wisdom. And get the unabridged edition. It's called War on the Saints by Jesse Penn Lewis. Now, let me explain what happened to this individual that they don't mind me sharing. This particular spirit, had gotten a person to a place of prayer, and it said to them, go in surrender to God in prayer. Now, there's nothing wrong with surrendering to God in prayer. But what this demon did was, when the person went before the Lord in prayer, this particular spirit ended up saying, now I want you to read and read and read and read. And now you cannot leave out of that prayer place. You have to stay there. You have to remain there. Now, it went from getting the person to, at their own will, go in into prayer. Then this spirit began to tell them to do something religiously and started taking over their right to choose or come out. Literally, this spirit said, you cannot come out that prayer closet till I say so. Now, it sounded real good. It almost sounded like, oh, yes. The Holy Spirit is dealing with me. He's telling me to go into my prayer closet. I'm surrendering. I'm yielding to God. Then the Holy Spirit is telling me, now I can't come out. Then when the person wanted to come out of the prayer closet, when they wanted to use their active will, they were overwhelmed by a strong conviction that says, if you do this now, you're disobeying God. Now, I know this sounds a little strange, but the way these spirits operate is they first get you, A, to cooperate with their voice. B, they begin to, once you surrender and say, yep, take me by the hand and guide me, then they will pull an okie-doke on you. They will pull a switch on you and begin to tell you, now, I have to tell you and lead you with everything you do in life. Years ago, growing up in the Lord, I would meet people that would tell me that they had to wear a certain color only. I said, excuse me? Yeah, God told me that I have to wear this color. And I would look at them and go like, so the Holy Spirit has to tell you what clothes to put on. Now, it sounded real religious. It sounded real dedicated, didn't it? But what you will find out with this is if the person does not obey what it is saying to them, they are immediately heaped with condemnation and guilt. That's the way you tell that this thing is demonic. It will tell you to do something by God. So the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And once you surrender to this spirit, you are, if you in one way does not follow its leading, 
It may tell you to do strange things. I'm going to name some strange things down through the years that I saw people do, and I didn't realize it was this demon of passive surrender. Years ago in the church, in a little hole in this church called Holy Grounds, where I was at, there was a person, a visiting person in our area that was known for dragging people to the altar. That's right. In other words, they would sit in a church service, preaching would be going on, and all of a sudden, they would feel a leading by the spirit. And that's usually what they call it, the spirit. Never identified what spirit, but the spirit. Now, in the book of 2 Corinthians, uh, it talks about chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. It talks about another spirit, another gospel, and another Jesus. Well, this particular person, the leading that they felt was coming from the Holy Spirit, would cause them to grab someone by the hand and take that individual and drag them to the altar. Now, oftentimes there were people, some, they would not fight this woman when she would do it. They would go on up to the altar, but when you would talk to them after service, they did not get saved. They got frustrated and embarrassed. It was not the Holy Spirit, but this person accredited that move and that leading from as being God. In other words, I got to obey God. I just could not help myself. Now, I'm going to say something to you. Every individual that is used by God, I'm talking about Bible, Old Testament, and New Testament saints, they could help what they were doing. Even when it says in the book of Acts, when they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they begin to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gave utterance, listen at what that verse says. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and they, and they begin to speak in tongues. No, not the Holy Ghost took their tongues and they couldn't help speaking. The Holy Ghost took their tongues and they were controlled and had to. They begin to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gave utterance. In other words, they had volition of their will to allow the prayer language of the Holy Spirit to manifest in different languages. You will see that in the book of Acts chapter 2. All through the Bible, every time God would speak to his servants, they had the right choice and ability to decide to follow or not. This spirit of passive surrender will cause a person to feel like, I've got to do it because it's God. Now, let me tell you another fruit of this spirit of passive surrender. It actually taps into one's genuine love for God. In other words, if it, let's, let's talk about repentance. This spirit will operate in such a way is when you repent, you feel like you can't do enough to make it right. That's okay. You're coming before the Lord. Now, this is what I'm saying. When I say that's okay, this is how this spirit will say, okay, it's okay. You've, you sin. Now, the Holy Spirit is convicting you of your sin. Now, when the Holy Spirit convicts of sin, it leads you directly to the cross of Christ and nothing else. Can anybody hear what I said? I'm going to say it one more time to make myself clear. When the Holy Spirit convicts you of a sin that you've done, a mistake that you've made, it leads you clearly to Christ and nothing else. This particular spirit of passive surrender, when you sin or fail, it will bring a false conviction. This is why the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 1, there is now therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. 
Why is there now no condemnation? Because when we repent and, and, and ask forgiveness through the cross, through the shed blood work of Christ, the atonement, there remains nothing else for us to do. But no, I am forgiven. If a thought comes across my mind that says, Ivory, uh, you know you got to do more than that. Then guess what? I refuse to do anything else. I own up to the failure. I own up to the sin. I repent of it, and it's done. Anything that speaks to you and tells you to do something else, be very careful. It is counterfeiting the conviction of the Holy Spirit. It is counterfeiting and using that to drive you into works, to drive you into trying to get from God through works what only you can get through the death, shed blood, and burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So this spirit will also use that method of deception, and I call it, as I'm saying in this message, I'm talking about passive surrender, how demons counterfeit God's voice through passive surrender, getting you. Now, the word passivity means to be inactive or the loss of the will or your action. This spirit confuses an individual to think that they are surrendering when in reality they are not. Let me go share some things here. Amen. Uh, check this out. Amen. When you're dealing with this spirit of passivity like this, amen, when you're dealing with this thing, here goes one thing that it will do. It will, one, weaken the authority of Scripture. It will distort the teachings in Scripture, and it also will add to Scripture the thoughts of men. And sometimes level number four puts Scripture completely out of the way. Now, when I say weaken the authority of the Scripture, I'm going to deal with that one. Number one, it will weaken the authority of Scriptures, meaning many times when I've dealt with people under this stronghold, when the scripture says, if you repent of your sins, he will abundantly pardon you. That individual feels incapable of being able to embrace that truth. It will tell you that spirit will say, no, nope, you're going to have to surrender. You're going to have to do more. You are going to have to do something to make this right. To, because you sin, now you make it right. And that is a sign of a spirit of deception that is counterfeiting the conviction of God and bringing you into passive surrender. The next thing is that thing, number two, will distort the scriptures. Let me work with this here. It will completely altogether distort the word of God. In other words, it will cause an individual, amen, praise God, to not believe what God's word is saying in a particular verse in a particular leading, whether it's for sin or righteousness, it will try to distort it. Number three, it will add to scripture the thoughts of men. In other words, it will convince a person. I talked to a, a person the other day that the, the idea they had about why someone was not led by the Lord didn't even make sense. It would be almost like I said to you all, I know that person over there ain't right. You know why? Because they got funny looking ears. That's right. Whenever you see someone with ears that look like that, they're not of God. I talk to people who literally use examples as out there and twisted as that. Also, they will uh, put scripture entirely out of the way. You will ask them, wait a minute, this leading that you got, do you have any Bible for it? 
this thing that you say that the Holy Spirit is using you to do, do you have one Bible verse to back that thing up? Is there any scriptural backing or reference to what you're saying God is saying or using you to do? And 90% of the time, these individuals have not one, one, not one verse whatsoever to prove out why they are doing what they're doing. People, you have to be very careful. This scheme here was the same scheme that Satan used against Eve in the garden. In the garden of Eden, Satan says, thou shall not surely die. And the day that you eat thereof, you shall be as gods. So immediately this voice tells her, disobey God, surrender to disobeying God. So you can become more like God. My dear friend, as I get ready to leave this podcast, as I get ready to leave this particular teaching, whether it's Facebook Live or YouTube, I want to say this to you. Be mindful and careful of leadings that are counterfeiting the Holy Spirit that tells you that you have to do something to make the grace of God and the work of God's salvation work for you. Meaning, I'm not talking about, and the first thing some people go is base one. Uh, well, you talking about letting people sin. I'm not talking about willingly sinning. I'm talking about when you have repented, when you feel a leading that tells you, you got to do this. You got to do more. You don't pray more. You don't fast enough and what have you. If these demons will take biblical things that are right, such as fasting, and they will make you go over exerting fasts. They will make you, amen, feel condemned if you came off of a fast early. Oh my God, I know I messed up now. I really feel God. I was supposed to go from Monday to Friday and I, and I broke the fast Thursday. I, I, I don't know how I'm going to make it. My dear friend, that's not God. These spirits will operate and capitalize on our willingness to surrender and to live right and to please God. They will come in and start asking us and commanding us to do erroneous, whacked out, unbalanced things. They will begin to get in your life and have you to work out your own salvation by works. As I get ready to close out, what I was counseling and speaking in the life of this person and other people that have gone under this thing, I tell them that you can always smell a rat when the enemy starts putting on you the works to do what Christ have already done. Are you hearing me? Christ have done it for us already. Now I will put it to you. Brother, it's the Sabbath day. Christ is the Lord of the Sabbath. Got no argument about Saturday. Saturday is the Sabbath. I'm using that as an example only. I'm using it as an example only to say that the day that you get to the point until your righteousness is only relying on what day you worship, you have missed the point in God's grace. And Saturday is the Sabbath. The day that you get to the place that when you ask God to forgive you of sins and the cross is not enough, you have missed the point. Let me hit another one. The day that you think that the only way that you can be free and serving God as they got to cast a demon out. If they don't cast a demon out, I don't have salvation. Then you have taken and put a teaching, deliverance, a teaching in the place of the gospel of Christ. And the gospel of Christ 
demons are cast out. In the gospel of Christ, there are days of worship. In the gospel of Christ, there is fasting and prayer. In the gospel of Christ, there is prophetic insight. In the gospel of Christ, there is faith. But the day those areas begin to supersede the fact that Christ did it and not you, you're going to find yourself operating in a spirit of passive surrender. You're going to think that you're serving God when in reality you begun in the spirit and now you have been drawn to operating in the flesh. And these spirits are so wicked that they will not settle for you just doing that as a mistake and not understanding the word. They will try to dominate your life. And I've seen them have people do crazy stuff. Go to a funeral and raise the dead right in the middle of a funeral and come to find out it was never God at all. I've seen spirits tell people to go out in the middle of the street and do some strange things, surrender to God, and end up in an institution. People, be careful of demonic deception through what we call passive surrender. I'm hoping that you understand. I'm hoping some of these examples didn't cause you to go down a rabbit trail and defend some little act that is done instead of catching the full revelation of what I'm saying. Many of you out there listening at me, you have met other believers who are just weird. You look at them and go like, where is your liberty in Christ? Hey Amen. Listen, in the deliverance work that we've done, I've heard demons tell people, get rid of everything. Throw out everything in your house. And they, they yielded to them. They surrendered to it. They became passively surrendered. Now, when they passively surrendered, what they did was they stopped thinking rationally. They stopped using common sense. Yes, you can have the Holy Ghost and common sense. They stopped using rationality and they started doing stuff. And I have prayed and ministered and seen God heal and deliver. And when I say God heal and deliver, I'm not talking about just demons. I have seen the truth. The Bible said, my sheep know my voice, my word, my nature, my character. My sheep know my voice and another they will not follow. I have counseled with people and literally helped them see that they were operating under a spirit of passive surrender. That that thing that was telling you, there's demons in that couch. You got to get rid of it. There's, there's, there's demons on that bed. You got to get rid of the whole bedroom suit because there's demons on it. I've actually counseled people, ministered to them the word of God. Now, listen, some of you would say, well, Brother Ivory, all you got to do is cast a demon out of them. They're good. Just cast the demon out. Let me tell you something. Just casting a demon out and not dealing with the belief system leaves the gateway wide open. I'm going to say it one more time and I'm going to say it slower. Just casting out a demon and leaving the gateway of deception and false teaching still intact actually leaves the door open for the demonic bondage to return and that with other culprits. Only truth sets us free. Are you hearing me, people of God? So in the area of false, passive surrender, in passive surrender, surrendering yourself over to a thought, a teaching, a leading that you think is God, and it's not, if you refuse to allow that to be examined or questioned or challenged, some of us out here that are listening to me, I say this to you respectfully. I say this to you non-threateningly. 
if some of the leadings you've had, so many people that know the word have said, that don't sound right. That ain't even God. You might want to take a chance and you're not going to lose God. You're not going to lose the Holy Spirit. You just might judge and find out that in some of your belief system, not all of it, you have a spirit of deception that is deceiving you. My dear friend, as I get ready to close out on this podcast, I pray, Heavenly Father, that the Spirit of God takes this word that I said and that we understand that, Father God, only truth will make set us free. I ask you to expose every demonic deception, every demonic counterfeit that has people passively surrendered to it and bring them out. Somebody is going to hear this word and through the word that they hear, they're going to get the breakthrough they need. I thank you for this in the mighty name of Jesus. And I command the spirits that are operating in this way in their minds. I command them to be dismantled and scattered. And Lord God, I command and I ask, Father, that 2 Corinthians 10, 5 take place in their life. That they cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bring these thoughts into captivity. Amen. And amen. Well, listen, as I get ready to come out of here, amen, you have been listening to Apostle Ivory Hopkins, the General of Deliverance podcast. Well, praise God. I trust that you enjoyed that message. Well, look, my dear friend, this is Apostle Hopkins, amen, and I'm getting ready to get on up out of here. Look, if you want to sow a donation and bless us, you can do it on our website at pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. Or you can go to our cash app and make a cash app donation to General Ivory Hopkins. It's just simply General Ivory Hopkins. It has been my pleasure, amen, to bring to you the things pertaining to kingdom, life, and family. So I trust these podcasts blesses you, and I'm going to catch you guys in another another teaching. God bless. Bye-bye.